This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Richard III is the last of Shakespeare's cycle of historical plays that take England into, through, and out of bloody civil war and back to peace. But because this play focuses on one man, the malformed evil genius Richard of York, there is less of history and more of blood in the drama. Our mystery drama, The Prince of Evil, was adapted from William Shakespeare's classic tragedy, Richard III, especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin, and stars Howard Da Silva. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The bloodiest civil war in England's history gave Shakespeare the chance to produce the bloodiest villain in all its history. But a fascinating villain. For in spite of all his physical drawbacks, he was a man of such magical and magnetic charm that few, men or women, could credit the depths of depravity he admitted only to himself. A man of sardonic wits and humor. Hear him as he comments on what seems to be the arrival of peace at last with Edward, his brother, of the House of York, seated safely on the throne. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York. My brother, how different to me. My arm shrunk like a withered shrub. A mountain on my back. Legs of unequal size. Deformity marks my body. When I came from the womb, women cried, Oh, Jesu, he is born with teeth. <laughs> and so I was, that I could snarl and bite. Then, since my body has been shaped so, I'll shape my mind to fit it. I have no brothers. I am like no brother. And the word love is full unknown to me. Since I have no joy upon this earth, I'll make my heaven to dream upon the crown which stands some steps from me. But King Henry and the prince his son are gone by my hand. My brother, the present king, is sickly and his mind well poisoned against my other brother. So, Clarence, I have my cue. Your turn is next. Hold you, guard! Uh, Clarence, what is this armed guard that ring you? King Edward has graciously decided to house me in the tower. For what reason? 
Because my given name is George. He might better commit our godfathers, since they named all of us. What's the matter, Clarence? Why, when I know for sure, it may be too late to tell you, Richard. It seems our elder brother and his failing health is guided by prophecies and dreams. Guided to put his own brother in that dread fortress? Why? Some wizard told him his issue would be disinherited by someone whose name begins with G. And since my name is George... <laughs> what nonsense is this? It could not happen except where men are ruled by women, as is Edward by his queen. I'll go to the king immediately and have you delivered. My name, too, if you reckon my title begins with G. Duke of Gloucester. So let me stand proxy for you. Oh, if... If all could only know your inward grace as I do. Think not of me, but of yourself. And knowing my love and sword is sworn to you, have patience. Why, as you see, what choice have I? Brother, farewell. Go, brother. Tread the path on which you never will return. Simple, plain Clarence. I do love you so that I shall shortly send your soul to heaven if heaven will take the present at my hand. My brother the king cannot live, I hope, so God may take King Edward to his mercy and leave the throne to me. But soft, what comes here? The funeral cortege of our last and lost King Henry. Then I must woo and win this widowed Anne who follows it, for she must be my ally and bring me her family's support. Stay! You that bear the coffin and set it down. What black magician conjures you up, butcher? To one side, hedgehog! Villains, set down a corpse. Or by the living God, I'll make a corpse of him who disobeys. What? You tremble. Are you all afraid? Alas, I cannot blame you. For what mortal eye can look upon the devil? Continue all of you to the grave. I will follow after I have faced down this scum of hell. Well, devil, you had your way with his flesh. His soul you cannot have. Sweet saint, for charity, curse me not. What else could you hope from me? Did you not murder my Richard and King Henry? I did not kill your husband. Why then? Richard must be alive. No, he is dead, but slain by my brother Edward's hand. You lie in your foul throat. Queen Margaret saw your murderous short sword smoking with his blood. The same point you might have killed her with if your brothers Edward and Clarence had not struck it aside. I was provoked because her slanderous tongue laid their guilt on my shoulders. You were provoked by your bloody mind. Do you deny you killed King Henry that I was even now following to the grave? No, that I grant you. Oh, how could you? Such a gentle, mild man. The fitter then for the King of Heaven, who has him now. He is in heaven. But you will never know. For there you will never go. Then let him thank me. For he was more fit for there than earth. If you are tainted for hell. Yes. And one place else, if you will hear me name it. Some dungeon. Your bedchamber. <gasps> Who is most to blame for these two deaths? The causer or the executioner? You were both cause and effect. Not so, lady. Your beauty was the cause that haunted me to undertake the death of all the world so I might live one hour in your sweet bosom. If I thought that, 
I would take my nails and rip my face to shreds. I took your husband only to help you to a better one. Who? Myself. You? Out of my sight. You infect my eyes. No, no. I beg you. Your lips were made for kissing, not for such contempt. If you cannot find it in your heart to forgive, here is my sword. And here my breast, naked as I kneel, plunge it in my heart. I humbly beg my death. No, do not pause, for I did kill King Henry, but it was your beauty that provoked me. Come, strike. I stabbed your husband, Edward, but it was your beauty that drove me to it. Take up the sword again, or take me up. Rise, liar. For all I wish your death, I cannot be your executioner. Then bid me kill myself, and I will do it. I wish I could read your heart. The answer you've heard from my lips. I am afraid that both are false. Then never was there a true man. Enough. Put up your sword. So then, I've made my peace. We shall see. But I may live in hope. As all men do, I trust. (laughs) Was any woman ever wooed in such a fashion? In such a fashion, was any woman ever won? <laughs> I'll have her. But first, my brothers must be disposed of. The king? By God, I hope. And Clarence? By me. Have you seen the king, Lord Hastings? Yes, Your Majesty. I have just left him. How is he then today? My queen, he... His... Grace speaks cheerfully. But you make effort to. If he should die, what is to become of me? You have two sons to be your comforters should he be gone. Oh, but they are young. And their guardianship now lies in the hands of Richard of Gloucester, who has little reason to love me. It is concluded Gloucester is to be protector? Determined. Not yet concluded. But if the king should die without recovering, that loathsome Gloucester... Hush, hush. He and Lord Buckingham are approaching. They do me wrong, Buckingham. Who are they to complain to the king that I have no regard for him? My own brother? My lord of Gloucester, I believe the king seeks only to bring peace between two factions. Ah, your majesty's pardon. I did not know we were observed. Nor I, my queen. Who are they and those of whom you speak, gentlemen? Why, your brother Rivers. And your sons, Dorset and Gray. You envy my advancement and my friends. God grant we never may have need of you. Meantime, God grants that I have need of you. By your means, I have a dear beloved brother imprisoned, and myself in disgrace. I never turned his majesty against the Duke of Clarence. If anything, I was his advocate. I shall not endure such words. I am still, so I hope... The Queen. An honor and state more properly due to me. Queen Margaret. Or would be so if this bunch-back toad had not murdered my dear King Henry in the tower and Edward, my poor son, at Tewkesbury. Away, old hag. Your cause is in the grave. Mine still lives. And I must fight for my poor brother, poor Clarence. His head should roll. And so should yours. In God's name enough. In God's name, my prophecy... As my husband is dead, so will be yours. And you will die neither wife nor mother nor England's queen. Oh, how insufferable. I warn you. Take heed of the dog you have by your side. 
Sin, death, and hell have all set their marks on him. I warn you all, let him not set his mark on you. She sets my hair on end with her curses. My Lord Hastings, will you attend me? Yes, my queen. Have you need of me? Can I count on you, Buckingham? I do not give my support lightly. Yes. Good. I do have need of you. But later, Buckingham. Later. I do the wrong, then let others shoulder the blame. I bleed for Clarence, whilst I prepare to make him bleed for me. I trick the simple gulls like Hastings and Buckingham to believe it is the queen and hers who stir the king against me. And they believe it. Even Anne is fooled by a piece of scripture. God bids us do good for evil. <laughs> and thus I cloak my naked villainy with odds and ends stolen from the holy writ. But no more play. It is time to take the first step on the road to the crown. The murder of my dear brother Clarence. The villain supreme. A man who can surmount the impossible odds of his own misshapen body and soul, and yet by the magic of his charm and guile, blind everyone, including his prospective victims. I shall return shortly with Act Two. Suddenly, a stroke of ill fate to everyone but Richard of Gloucester sends events racing towards an early climax. With the Duke of Clarence in the tower, the king's illness has left the third brother, Richard, in temporary possession of great power. But how to use it best to shape events to his will? Richard is lucky as well as evil. Events do the shaping for him. He is called to the dying king's bedside. So that my soul may go in peace, I am repenting all my sins. I have called all near and dear, and those whom strife has put apart, to meet here by my bed, so that the last act of York shall be to bring peace. Who is bid to this council? My queen Elizabeth, her brother and sons, Hastings, Buckingham, others, and most of all you, dear Richard, and poor George. The Duke of Clarence? He will be hard put to it to attend. I know, since... I know, since I, in anger, sent him to the tower, but here, here, take this. What is this paper? My full pardon. And the order for his release. The pity is that you no, did not... No, 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 do not chide me, Richard. I repent my anger and only hope it is the will of God that you can bring him here in time. I will make such haste as is necessary if I am not too late. Too... too late for... for what? Why, Edward, these are sad days for you. Your mind does wander... Do you not remember the order for his execution? No, no, I never went so far. But he is not, not yet dead. There may be time to stop it. Trust me to make sure our brother's life is taken care of. 
by the king's hand, my lord. Well, can't you read, Kiro? Can't you see his seal, man? Aye, but... But what? Well, out with it. I would wish I had time to check, my lord of Gloucester. Here, you see where it reads, to require the immediate release of... Decease is a word. Decease. Do you think this concerns my brother? I would not give my own life if it were the other? Yes, but the king's brother, who who would protect me... I will protect you, Terrell. I promise you I shall be a very good protector, since very soon I will sit upon the throne. Aye, very like, my lord. Since the king is sick and... And you hold a certain order in your hand. I should not like to see your name on one of the same. Uh, it shall be done, my lord. And with dispatch? It will. I know it will, for I shall... My orders are that I shall wait to know it is done. Who is... Oh, it is you, Sir John. I am sorry to bring you from your sleep. Not asleep. I would not spend another night like this for a lifetime of happy days. Come, sit by me a moment. I cannot. The time has come. What is... I'm... Who are these men? Sorry, my lord. I only obey orders. No. If you love my brother, you cannot hate me. If the king has hired you for gold, go back again, and I will send you to my brother Richard of Gloucester, who will reward you better for the tidings of my life than the king will for those of my death. Do what must be done, lad. My lord, look behind you. Oh, yeah. And strike. Oh, no. When I should be sent thus, with no peace yet won from God. Out of here, lad. The deed is done. I am sorry. Poor Lord Clarence. But I have a career to guard. And my neck. Everybody. If you value that neck, finish the job. I cannot stab him again. I will not. What is that bat outside the door? A tub of Madeira wine. Is it full? Near to. Then help me. If he must dream of something, let that be his quietus. Now help me lift him. And head first. Drown, class. Edward choke on death. I'll be the only brother left with breath. Now, I can feel I've done a good day's work. And in peace, my soul can part to heaven. Rivers... And Hastings' friends. Oh, dear Edward, it is time to arrive. No, no, Elizabeth, my queen. You are not exempt from all. You, Dorset, Buckingham, wife, let Lord Hastings kiss your hand. There, Hastings. I shall forget our former hatred as long as me and mine are safe. Never fear me for that, madam. Now, Buckingham... You must seal this league between all. I have no enemies. I am all men's friends. And as to you, Madam Queen, God punish me by hate from those I love. If I am ever cold in love to you and yours. There speaks my princely Buckingham. Oh, I could die now in peace. If only my brothers Gloucester and Clarence were here. In good time. 
Here comes the noble Duke of Gloucester. Good morrow to my sovereign king and queen. Why, brother, you must be gaming from the smiles I see around you. Uh, the king smiles. For such general goodwill and promises of buried enmity have been made that tomorrow should be kept as a holiday on this day forever after. If you shall join us, and gentlemen, Lord King, I beseech you to forgive Lord Clarence. Why, madam, you ask for love for me? Flout me in the royal presence, knowing that our brother the Duke is dead? No, what, 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 Clarence dead? No. Do I look as pale, Lord Hastings, as the rest? The blood is fled from all men's faces, as though afraid. As well all may be who look not to their skins, for blood will flow from this. Richard, Richard, I, I asked you, Clarence dead? But the order was reversed. Your first order, it seems, carried faster than the countermand that arrived too late. Too late? No! Master, oh. stand aside. Let me kill him! Buckingham, Hastings, attend me. I wait upon your grace, and so do I. Did you mark the guilt upon the faces of the queen and all her kinsmen and allies? Mark me. They urged my brother's death upon the king, but by God, with your help, I will revenge it. And will you stand by me? When the time comes, the king is not yet dead, but when it comes, long live the king, sire. Oh, I cannot believe. So quickly gone. Sister, have comfort. All of us mourn the star that has been dimmed. None can set the torch to light his fire again or cool the hurt by soothing tears. He is gone. But England still remains. We must take thought to her. What thought would you have in mind? While my Lord Buckingham and I have talked between ourselves and... But no. You tell our queen, Buckingham. Tell me what? The succession, ma'am, must be secured. It seems to us that some small escort should be sent to Ludlow to fetch the young prince, your son Edward, here as soon as possible to be crowned king. Why some small escort, my Lord Buckingham? We have just bound up old wounds. There's danger in any show of force. Let us keep the peace orderly as your husband desired and make the transition smooth. I do believe Lord Buckingham is right. He shall have my support. Lord Hastings, if you so believe, then you relieve me very much. The king made peace with all of us. The compact is firm with me. So be. Madam, my thanks. Now, leave it to me who shall go to bring the boy here. I thank you for your help. For the rest, I go to the chapel to pray for my husband. Let those who will join me. My lord... Whoever journeys to the prince, one of us must stay at home. I think it should be me, for while you are gone, I will have opportunity to set in motion all we have discussed. Better to leave it to me to part the queen's kindred, by whatever means, from any support to the prince. Oh, my other self, my oracle, prophet, and comrade in the aims of villainy, like a child, I will go by your direction for the child. By my return, shall we be ready? By your return, all will be ready to call you king. 
or they will have joined the king already dead. My Lord Hastings, have you heard any news of the Duke of Gloucester and my son? Oh, why, yes, Your Majesty. Last night, I heard they stopped at Northampton, and tonight will sleep at Stratford. You are sure my boy is well? Madam, as long as Hastings lives, you need not fear. I will be party to no coronation, save it be Prince Edward of Wales, the true heir to the crown. Oh, you ease my heart, good Hastings. These are such bloody times as I thought left behind. I have to fear for both my babes if there is a pretender to the throne. You mean the Duke of Gloucester? He is in the line. That is why I see the ruin of my house. The tiger about to savage the helpless deer. Tyranny hanging over the empty throne. I see, as in a map, destruction, blood, and massacre on a road that soon must end us all. Good day, my Lord Buckingham. It's me. Greetings. What news do you bring? The Prince and the Duke of Gloucester are in London and will soon be here. So, well enough. And what about Lord Hastings? Have you sounded him out? Ah, uh, he loved the father too well. I fear we cannot win him to any move against the prince's son. Hmm, and Stanley? He will follow Hastings' lead. Then sound out Hastings again. And be bold. You know our purpose, and neither Gloucester nor I shall sway from it till it's accomplished. But how can Richard claim the throne while the little Prince of Wales and his tiny brother, the Duke of York, are still alive? Claim it he will, and mount it. But hold it. Now, there's another question, as long as the children live. <laughs> that we must leave to Richard. Oh, my lord, I am afraid. And so am I. The storm sweeps us before it, each a cork. For Richard needs must head the House of York. The intelligent, perceptive, but venal Buckingham has made his usual careful assessment. To secure the throne he covets, Richard of Gloucester will bloody hands even more, and heads will roll like tenpins. Even his wife, Anne's, and one of the most sickening murders in history, the two young princes. I'll return shortly with Act Three. Success has attended Richard in all his gory escapades so far. There are more bloody triumphs still to come. His one failure has been with Prince Edward of Wales, son of the Queen and the true heir apparent to the throne. With a diamond-bright honesty and the unerring eye of a child, he knows instinctively that his uncle is not to be trusted and... Someone to be feared. Welcome, sweet prince, to London. Welcome, my sovereign lord, you should be saying, Buckingham. Why, so I should. Thrice welcome, your majesty. I'm not a king yet. Why haven't my mother and my brother come to meet me? In time, sweet nephew. In time. It's been a long journey. You must be tired. No, uncle. Then what? Just... 
just sad. Come. This is a homecoming when a boy should be all smiles. Uncle Gloucester? Yes, my boy. When my brother comes, where shall we stay until the coronation? Why, wherever it would seem best to your royal highness. But if I may counsel you, for your protection, spend a day or two at the tower. Oh, no. I do not like the tower. I shall not sleep quiet there. What's to disturb you? My Uncle Clarence's ghost. My granddam says he was murdered there. What nonsense, lad. Murdered never. But he died there. Why, so it's true. But you must not fear your uncle. I fear no uncle dead. Or none that live, I hope. And if they live, I hope I need not fear. But you are my protector, so I must obey. So with a heavy heart to the tower... I wend my way. Well, Catesby, what news this morning in our tottering state? It is a reeling world indeed, Lord Hastings. And I believe we'll never stand up straight till Richard wears the crown. Gloucester? I'd have my own crown cut off by the neck than see the real crown so misplaced. Does he aspire to it? Oh, it is men of goodwill who aspire to see him accept it. Men who would welcome your support. And bar my poor dead master's heirs from their rightful descent, I'd fight that to the death. I would hope it will not come to that, my lord. Uh, you would excuse me, I must return to duty at the tower. Woe. Woe to England. I might have prevented this. My life safe in their hands? Oh, bloody Richard. I prophesy the fearful time to come. My head is on the block, but you will be torn from the heights and just as dead as me. My lords and gentlemen of the council... Your sometime Chamberlain, Lord Hastings. He does seem to be short of body. God, you may take away the traitor's head. So dearly I love the man that I must weep. I took him for the most harmless creature that breathed upon the earth. I cannot be so Christian, my good lord of Gloucester... Not to a subtle traitor who this day planned in this same council room to murder or have murdered both yourself and me. What? Then he deserved his death. Well done, your greatness. Now, all my lords, this barely thwarted plot gives warning that we and my lord Gloucester cannot resign our state of fortune and our sceptered isle to the corruption of a blemished stock. We must waken to our country's good. Bind up our wounds. So heartily we solicit Gloucester's gracious self to take on himself the charge of king. My fellow peers. A moment. I do not know whether to depart in silence or bitterly reprove you, Buckingham. And yet, your love deserves my thanks. 
but I must shun your high request. No, 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 no. no so many and mighty are my defects. No, please, no, please, please hear me out. No. So many my defects that I would rather hide from greatness. But God be thanked, there is no need of me. My brother's son, who bears my brother's name. Ah, but not by Edward's wife. He was first betrothed by substitute to the sister of the king of France. And by that substitute, your brother begot this Edward, whom we now call Prince. I tell you, your grace, if you refuse us, your brother's son will never reign as king. Sweet Prince, let me entreat you. Accept their suit. If you deny it, all England will rue it. Friend Catesby, will you entreat me to a life of cares? Ah, oh, good Buckingham and all the rest. If you must buckle fortune on my back to bear the burden whether I wish it or not, I must have patience to endure the load. God bless your grace. And long live Richard III, King of England! So now you are a queen, Anne. How sits the crown upon your head? Uneasily, Queen Mother. As uneasy as my bed. How could you have married him? I do not know. He has a charm, a beguilement, a devil's way of torturing everything as out of shape as he is, till his shape and soul become the everyday, and all the rest strange and unnatural. I should say had. For now I am wide awake and wonder how I ever lost my head. You're like to lose it in earnest as we two other queens, Elizabeth and I. As for me, I can flee to France. But Elizabeth will never leave her babes imprisoned in the tower. And you, where can you go? To join my first beloved and hope it will be soon. I would rather die than have any man say of me as Richard's wife, God save the queen. <laughs> Buckingham, by your assistance, King Richard is seated. But do I wear these glories only for a day, or will they last so we can rejoice in them? May they live forever, your majesty. Nay. Now, Buckingham, shall I test if you are only current gold? Young Edward's still alive. That's true. Yet I would still be king. Why, so you are, and thrice renowned. And yet, young Edward still alive. Shall I be plain? I wish him dead, and his brother with him. What do you say to that? <laughs> your grace may do your pleasure. Suddenly you are all ice. Your kind love freezes. Tell me. Have I your consent they shall die? Allow me a moment to consider your grace. Why, let that be. There are more pressing things. Richmond has gathered an army against me and marches towards London. Young Henry of Judah. Did I not say the name? Stand aside, please. But of our other urgent business... I remember that Henry prophesied Richmond would be king. My lord, you promised me the earldom of Hereford. And if... What o'clock is it? Oh, I... Twelve. But about Hereford and his land... Step aside, sir. I'm not in the giving mood today. So he 
repays all my service with such contempt. I made him king for this. Now what will he make me? Oh, let me think of Hastings and fly to join Richmond whilst my head is still upon my shoulders. Well, gentle Tyrrell, am I happy in your news? If to have done the thing you wanted will make you happy, be happy then, for it is done. You saw both young princes dead? I did. And buried? By the chaplain of the tower. I know not where. Well done, gentle Tyrrell. Now think what you ask of me, and come to supper to see it fulfilled. I thank your gracious majesty. Before then, I'll see you safe beyond this world, like my brother Clarence. His son is locked in a dungeon. The sons of Edward are locked in Abraham's bosom. And Anne, my wife, has bid the world good night. So I may marry Edward's daughter. My throne is safe, except for Richmond, that pretender from the house of Tudor. On now to Salisbury and to bring him low. What hour is it, Catesby? Near midnight, sire. I have not that alacrity of spirit or cheer of mind I used to have. Bid my guard watch and leave me. Come to me before the sun is up and help me gird my armor on. You shall not sleep, Richard. We will haunt your dreams. Oh, Clarence. Edward. Richard of Gloucester. Husband. And. Despair. I'm Who's that? Who's there? Catesby. Your Majesty bid me wake you. Oh. Well, then it's time to arm and give direction. Oh, but Catesby. I have had such a dream that has struck more terror to the soul of Richard than can the substance of 10,000 men-at-arms. Oh, coward conscience, how it does afflict me. There is no creature loves me, and if I die, no soul shall pity me. Nor should they, since I find in me no pity for myself. Oh, shadows... You have done your work. Nay, good my liege, you must not start at shadows. True enough. So gird my armor on. Sound trumpets boldly and cheerfully. God and St. George, Richmond and victory! Richmond, my lord! Here is Richard upon the ground! Come, 
Richmond. I think there must be six of you in the field. For five I have slain already. I thought for you. A horse! A horse! My kingdom for a horse! Take him as we would a snake and trample him under. Oh! 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 Cannot fight the world. Richmond, now our civil fever spread. The day is ours. The bloody dog is dead. wounds and trampled ignominiously in the dirt under the horse's hooves died Richard III, Prince of Evil. A man less hideous in his person than in his immortal soul. Small wonder he will never rest in peace. Young Richmond became Henry VII of England, first of the Tudor line of kings, and the beginning of true peace at home, and the spread of England's glory abroad. The real King Richard III might have been little noted in his history, save for William Shakespeare. In actual fact, he was a man of his times, and a reasonably good monarch. But in any conflict between history and high drama... Drama has a way of persevering. So down through the ages, our picture of this king has become that of the Prince of Evil. Our cast included Howard Da Silva, Evie Juster, Court Benson, Hetty Galen, Earl Hammond, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams. Tonight's WOR Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less. smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags.